Welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting to you as always live in the shadow of Hurricane Mountain here in Caraville, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient co-host, calling in, as usual, from Charm City, Mr. Odell Norman. What is up, my friend? What's going on, partner? How's everything? Good, good. Let me get Dee in here real quick, too, because she is always lurking in the shadows like the mad scientist, yes. making yes. us sound pretty and look good like Vito Sassoon. Somebody's uh, got Dee. to. Somebody's got to, so why not? And I wouldn't Woo. rather have anyone do it but you. Aww. All right, guys, we're not going to do music news this week because we're having a very special tribute episode. I do want to mention one thing. Every time I open up, well, not every time, a lot of times when I open up my Skype now, and I never used to get this. I'm getting requests for friend requests on Skype, which I didn't even know was possible until here recently. And it's like, <laughs> it, it looks like it's like sex bots. Do I get oh, spammed boy. on Skype, D? Did it, can they spam you on Skype? Yes. Yes, you can get Skyped pretty much, or you can get spammed pretty much anywhere that people can send you any sort of message, private or public. Yeah, but spam that comes yeah. in my mailbox is just junk mail, right? Uh, yeah, but you can get spam on Skype like, hey, why don't you come over to this site and see me naked? Ooh. Like, there's Will they call like, you? Will they be like, it's hey. like Instagram too, right? Instagram I, does that all the yeah, time. Yeah, they can call you in the sense that if you have it set up so that a Skype call gets forwarded to your phone, then yes. But they can't see your private information. So it's it's just like on the occasion when you get a Facebook call. And your phone rings and you're like, what the hell is this? Well, that's what it is. It's probably somebody trying to spam you by calling you on Facebook. Same wow. Thing. This is a brave new world, isn't it, Odell? Yes, it is, man. Everything's off limits, man. So got to be careful. Definitely got to be careful. Yes. And speaking of being careful, we are doing a tribute show to our friend Dave. You just heard Half Shirt by your old band Onus, which was yeah. um, showcasing the musical chops of Dave Knight on guitar. Why don't you give us a lowdown on the tragedy that happened with Dave? I believe it was, was this two Mondays ago? I believe August uh, 15th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Dave uh, uh, passed. Uh, he, he was, he was uh, battling uh, an, an, an addiction, a heroin addiction, and 
unfortunately, I think he uh, uh, succumbed to it. So, um, yeah, it's been tough. I, I got a note from his uh, wonderful sister um, Monday morning while I was at work, and it just it, uh, still throws me for a loop uh, seeing that message pop up on my screen. Yeah, it's definitely a life that definitely got cut way too short. Just a tremendous, you know, band name, tremendous uh, friend, a good overall guy. Love to have fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a, getting choked up talking about him now. So, um, but um, they had a beautiful ceremony for him that following Saturday. A lot of people showed up. His, uh, his son, Kenneth, who's uh, eight, he even gave, went up there and thanked everybody, gave a really nice speech and, you know, and his, and his family was there and everything. And a lot of people came out to show their love and support for him. Yeah, I feel for his son because he lost both of his parents to heroin addiction yeah. and I couldn't even imagine Imagine growing up yeah. in that scenario. Such a bright young man. Unfortunately, um, he has a he has a good family around him. So the Fosters and the Knight family, um, they uh, Heather and Kurt and, and Debbie, they they take him in as their own. And uh, he's a great kid. My my son uh, Linus is seven, so um, they all came to the ceremony as well, and um, they were inseparable, which was which was awesome. Um, and actually, uh, Kenneth is uh, uh, coming to my son's birthday party here in the next couple of weeks. Um, such a bright young man. So uh, he has a uh, there's a lot of people that uh, have his support and have his back. So. Uh, well, good. Yeah, it's a really good thing. Um, is there somewhere where people can donate? Do they have a GoFundMe up? Yeah, they do. Um, Mariana Lanham actually uh, started one. If you go to Facebook, uh, we can. Um, I'll send you the information. Yeah, send it to it. me because I haven't seen it. Nothing has come across my feed about it. Okay, yeah, well, uh, I'll send it to you, and we can put it up on on musical hypnosis as well. Yeah, and I'll um, stick it up on Tin Can too. And on awesome. the archive yeah. page. Great, great. Yeah, we'll get you that information as soon as possible. All right, um, let me read some heroin facts here just so we can kind of educate and maybe wake some people up because this is an epidemic. Um, 900,000 Americans used heroin last year. That's almost a million Americans. More than million. half of them are addicts. The annual rates are increasing. In the last 10 years, heroin usage has gone up 62.5%. So that's an insane jump. Um, Overdoses in 2004 were 47,055. So 47,000, the last numbers they have, is um, from 2014. And the wildest thing, man, is that, you know, with Dave's passing, we, Susan and I, especially, uh, seeing like a lot of her friends, um, we've had a few friends the last few weeks or have come to death, uh, by overdose. So, um, you know, being up here in Baltimore, of all places, this is like the, the capital, uh, for the longest time of, you know, heroin. It, Not it's, just it's heroin, I, prescription opiates too had 10,574 yeah, yeah. yeah. ODs last year, or 2014. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it's no, you have a lot of support groups up here, but there's also a lot of clinics that sort of, like the methadone clinics, so you can drive by methadone clinics up here and they're just crowded, they're just packed. So instead of not finding a, a, a solution, they, they just sort of help keep it along. But, you know, I, I, in my in my heart of hearts, um, and if they're, you know, the people that are listening um, either tonight or when they download this and listen to it at later dates, there are people out there for you. There are people out there that love you, um, support you. You don't have to feel ashamed. You don't have to uh, do this alone. Um, you do have to make that first step um, in wanting to uh, get off of this stuff, but know that there's people out there that love and care and, and, and really want to um, help you out. I wonder if it's more when you're a heroin addict, because I've never had a drug problem, but I wonder if it's more like a stigma and a shame thing or a more of, I just don't give a shit, like I've kind of given up or I'm just not even thinking about trying to get clean thing. Yeah, unfortunately, I've seen um, from... The things that I've read and, and some folks that I've talked to that have, have, have battled and, and, and survived um, heroin addiction, um, they said it's one of those drugs where it's like you get to a point where you want to get off, but it's just temptations and, and the things are so strong that it just keeps pulling you back. Um, that's the toughest thing is, is, is that. Um, uh, you know, you, you can't be a lifelong heroin addict, unfortunately. Um, it will take you from here. Um, and, and it usually takes you at a relatively young age if you start using it at a young age. Like I said before, it, 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 I don't think, once you get to a point, I don't think you really care. Or I, It's almost like you don't see, it's like a whole other world. Um, just talking to people there, like you wind up in the wildest places, places that you know, if you were actually sober or you're like, what, you know, what the hell am I doing here? Or what, how the hell did I get to this point? And, um, yeah, I can um, imagine it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. 
Um, a little background because we've got Kevin on the line. I'm going to get him in here in just a moment. So hang tight, Kevin. Um, just a little background. You and Dave played music in Kid Dynamite, which became Onus. How long did you guys play music together? And when did Dave leave first, or did the band have like an official breakup? How did that come about? Well, um, not to make it a long story. Um, actually, Onus, our Kid Dynamite started off of Government Cheese, believe it or not. Um, Government we playing, Cheese? Jeez. Yeah, we were playing. Remember, we played. We used to play those shows at your apartment. And one day, Andy uh, was there, and um, I think me, Serge, and Andy were playing, and, and ended up jamming. We liked it, so we had actually started um, Kid Dynamite then, or a little bit after that. And um, but when Dave came into the picture, um, was it wasn't the second, it was the first Chris Person party. It wasn't the, the epic one. It was the one before that one. And um, which would have played, been '96, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, '96, '95 or '96. I, I know I was still in college. And um, I remember we played, um, I think Burgundy played that one too. I know Worldwide 3, and then they played the next one, the one Kevin, and then they played the big one. They played the the, the crazy one. And um, Yeah, we could do a whole episode just on that fucking party. On that party alone. <laughs> but, uh, no, we were playing, um, and, and it was like later on in the night, and I just remember I was sitting around talking to somebody, and Dave got on the guitar, and I think Teddy Custer actually was there. He got on the drums. And they just killed it. I was like, who is that dude on the guitar? And there was some, and uh, Danny DeSantis, I'll never forget it, was like, oh, that's Dave, that's Dave Knight. And I um, was like, oh, wow. And um, so we basically, uh, we didn't play after that for a while after that show. We, uh, Andy, Serge, and myself just uh, uh, basically were just practicing and stuff like that. And we, but Dave ended up, you know, going to the same parties and stuff that we all went to. So we got to talking. And then we played that big show. We played that show in Baltimore. If you remember at the uh, at the uh, copycat building, and yeah, I do uh, all you guys, that. yeah, all you guys came up there, which was a huge because we we were like strangers in that place, and um, and I remember like you guys rolled in there deep, <laughs> and Dave came with you, and um, and uh, basically we got to talking that night, and uh, he you know he liked what we were doing, and we were like yeah come over you know basically asked him to come over and practice, and he did and. Russell's history. Um, as far as breaking up, we broke up twice. So uh, the first time uh, Dave left was in like, I want to say like 98, 99-ish frame. It wasn't for a really, really long time, um, but he, uh, he left. Um, we um, got Paul uh, Fenimore because uh, Serge was playing with the Mega Men at that time, so they were sort of playing in both bands. And um, eventually Andy had left for a little bit too and then came back. Um, actually, Andy and Dave came back at the same time. So um, what had happened was we were supposed to play a show, and then some things fell through. And um, Paul, Paul basically left anyway. He was, you know, just on temporarily. But literally the night that Paul left, Andy and Dave called me and Serge up when we were living in Virginia and asked if they, they were in the area and they wanted to hang out. And uh, so they came up, and we hung out, and it was just like old times, and we got together and we played another uh, like uh, three years, I guess. So we played till um, t- beginning of 2002. I think was the, the last official. I think our last show was at Jack's um, in 2002. Uh, yeah, and, and that was that. So we played together from like 96, 95 ish, 96 to 2002. So we played a good while together. Wow, what a history. You know, I just had an idea. We have to do a worldwide or a Waldorf worldwide episode and just kick Waldorf band stories because that's – Waldorf is a little known place but so many bands. And, you know, of course the big one is Good Charlotte. But there were so many great bands in that area, man. I think it's time for the story to be told. I don't know why I haven't been doing this earlier. From all genres too. That's what was so crazy. I mean – and the, and the coolest thing about it was you could get a band like ours with a band like Worldwide 3 and then a band like yours and a band like Undermine and, and it would be packed. And no one would leave. There was no leaving and, and being like, oh, well, I only like this type of music. It was like everybody would be in there watching. You know, yeah, we all hung a- out and dated each other and I was yeah. putting together shows in and adding anybody to the fucking bill I thought was cool regardless mm-hmm. of genre or, you know, click or whatever. All right, let's get Kevin in here. Kevin, can yeah. you hear us? Hey, guys. Hey, what's hey, up, man? Hey, calling from Waldorf adjacent in Hughesville, Maryland. Woo, woo, woo. There nice. you go. <laughs> So, What's going uh, on, guys? Nothing, man. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Dave and playing with Dave? Uh, How do you well, remember Dave? 
I'll tell you a story. All right. <laughs> uh, I was <laughs> I was uh, invited to a party in Bowie, Maryland, one time, and uh, I didn't feel like going alone, so I took my buddy Dave. And uh, for some reason, I don't know how, because I'm sure I had a cell phone, but I couldn't figure out how to get to the party. And I was in the neighborhood. I was in the neighborhood, and I saw like a group of people in a yard. And I I pulled up, and I rolled my window down, and I said, "Hey, uh, I'm looking for a party, and uh, I'm not sure if this is it or if you guys know where it is." And they were like, they looked at me like I was crazy, and they were like, "I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about." But I mean, uh, you know, I didn't see anybody I knew there, so I was like, "All right, this must not be it." So we drove on for a while, and I finally found it. Uh, I don't remember much about the party, but I remember leaving the party, and we went and got something to eat. And somehow, when we were leaving the gas station that we got something to eat at, I found that I had, like, bottle rockets in my car. (laughs) At a a stoplight, me and Dave just put our arms out and fucking shot like street signs with these uh with these bottle rockets. It That's like something that would happen in a get... day, dazed and confused movie. <laughs> yeah. This was uh, it was a miracle we didn't get arrested cuz this was very late at night and I'm sure we were drunk as skunks. And uh I don't know. It was just one of those nights where y- you're close after that. <laughs> because... <laughs> Oh, we, never really, we hung out before, but like after that night, we were just, we were brothers after that. And, well, uh, and after that, he, he never forgot it. He would always like out of the blue, he would be like, Hey Kev, Hey man, I'm looking for a party. <laughs> <laughs> he would always screw with me about that line. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, like I said, we became family after that. And uh, I don't know. I miss that guy a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, the last time I saw him, and this is true, dude, and I've never had this happen before now, and it's not a huge, huge deal, but it is something that kind of um, pulls at me, is the last time I saw Dave was at Jamie Stockey's house, and that's when all that shit went down with Danny DeSaris, and I was kind of an ass to him, and I feel bad oh. that that was the last time like, he came and said, what's up, and I kind of snubbed him. And I kind of feel bad that was my last interaction with them. And it's true what they say. And I mean, I'm sure it's nothing that he was thinking about. This was 15 years ago. But it is true, man, what they say. Like, always treat people gold because you don't know when is the last time you're going to see them. So wherever you are, Dave Knight, I apologize. I would really feel bad that that was my last interaction. I wish I would have had a better interaction with them as a last memory. Yeah, I don't know what that story is. Did you guys go over that earlier? Um, With Danny DeSaris? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I mean, it's it's private. It's probably something I shouldn't air over the radio. And um, I just, I was, Danny was very upset, and I was a lot closer to Danny than I was Dave. And mm-hmm. uh, it made me very upset because I thought the circumstances were kind of messed up. So I was kind of addicted yeah. to him. Yeah, so yeah. anyways, well, when was the last time you guys talked with Dave? Oh, uh, man. The last the time I... <laughs> Sorry. Okay, oh, Cap. Uh, the last time I saw him was uh, his birthday last year, which was, I believe, November. And um, know, he was living at his mom's at the time. And uh, know, he had come home from work, and he pretty much slept most of the time that we were there. And I think somebody finally got him up, and we hung out. And we had a good time. You know, we, we hung out like we used to. We listened to some music. We passed the guitar around. But, uh, you know, he didn't look good. How much did the addiction change his personality? Could you tell? Did you know he had a drug problem at that point, and could you tell a big difference in his personality? Uh, I mean, he was the same, Dave. He still joked around and stuff like that. But man, yeah, something was gone. Something yeah. was missing. It was like his light had dimmed a little bit, and that that you know, I, I felt bad about that. Odell, why don't you tell us the last time you interacted with Dave and if you know if he was still playing music at all the last couple years, and then we'll play a clip from an interview you guys did. Where was this interview at? Well, I'll let you set it up in a minute. When was the last time you um, saw Dave, and was he still playing music at all? Well, yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, I mean, this, 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 this is tough. Um, unfortunately, the last time I talked to Dave, Kevin was there. Uh, it was when 
his uh, girlfriend died. Um, and we all went down uh, to show support for him. And, um, you know, he, he put he, he put on a good face. Um, you know, it was it was definitely eating at him. Um, um, and, and we had a good talk. We sort of ironed some things out there um, uh, as far as uh, cause one of the last times that we really interacted, um, we, we sort of had a little falling out there uh, at the end of bonus. But um, we sort of... Um, Sort of like what Kevin was talking about, how he, he remembers things. He was just like, you know, I remember, you know, that practice, man, when you got, you know, you got into me, man, and I, it, you know, I thought about that a lot. It sort of, it hurts now even more because of how things ended. But, um, you know, I just did it because I loved him, and uh, but that was the last time. So that was probably, I would say, uh, I guess a couple years ago, about two years, two, two and a half years ago. Yeah, two or three. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know. He I, at the time I thought he was doing better because you know he was like you know I'm working I got um, I think Debbie had you know you know really was helping him out and he was working for like a debt company he, I still have his card um, and stuff and uh, yeah so that was that was about the last time. All right, well we're gonna play a clip. Um, I'm not familiar with these clips, so I don't know. I listened to all of them, but I don't know where they're okay. from. So let's play one, and then after you guys can tell me where it was from. Dee, do you want to hit one of those clips that Odell sent us? Yeah, my most influential album would be uh, ZZ Top, Trey's Hombres. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, it's the baddest blues album, you know. It's just nothing but Texas blues, and there's a lot of good good music on it. I mean, really good songs, and the gu- guitar playing in it is just phenomenal. I mean, if I had to pick one, I guess that would probably be it. That and Britney Spears, you know. Oops, I did it again. Right. <laughs> 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 all right so let me have oh, it where man. was this from what year about um yeah it, it was uh 2001 um it was at elon college in north carolina we actually um went down there um uh we played at guilford uh the night before with um uh adam thorne you remember state one love um he actually helped set us up that show and the interview um, at Elon, he was he had just started in his band called Wish. So we played with some friends of his. Um, it was a packed show. It was at their uh, at their place, and then the next day we did a radio interview uh, right at the college down the street. Um, so that was um, in about I think it was like March. No, take that back. It was the end of the school year, so it was like May of 2001. Um, that was a really good trip. A lot of stuff was going on. Um, um, Sergio's dad, Mr. Perez, was uh, going through some stuff. He was battling cancer at the time. Um, we hadn't really, we played out and stuff, but we sort of, things were sort of, you know, not put on the back burner, but um, it really, that was probably like the last really, that trip down to North Carolina was probably like the last true uh, close-knit band type thing that we did as a band. I mean, we uh, we did like a battle of the band about a year later, but that was probably just being together, just us. Um, yeah, you really got to take in those moments, man. Because I mean, at that time, you had no idea that was probably like the last tight knit trip. I mean, the future was no, probably no, looking super bright for you guys. And then here you are talking about it years later in retrospect. Like, oh yeah, man, yeah. that was like the last really tight knit thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, didn't um, Serge's dad play on one of you guys' songs? Yeah, he played on uh, he played on uh, Half Shirt. He played on Guadalupe, um, uh, uh, which is the the Latin uh, song. Um, and then, yeah, and then he would play. Uh, you know, he, he did a bunch of shows with us. He played. He started like he was like a, another member of the band. Eventually, after a while, he was like we would play out, and he would just come and play with us. You so, guys were um, like the Kiss Army. You had so many members going in and out of that band. Yeah, it was fun. It was. It was, it was a good time, man. Uh, it brings back a lot of memories. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, you, you sit back and you look at it, you're like, man, we did some really cool stuff. It was, it was fun. Well, we got Dorsey on the line, but let me play some more Onus. Um, Dee, do you want to play that Onus song? Let's play about half of it and fade out because we've only got maybe 40 minutes left.
Okay, so the audience wants to know if there is any way that they can purchase albums or songs to benefit Kenneth, Dave's son. Adele, do you have something set up where they can buy songs? Oh, wow. I never thought of that. Um, wow. Um, I think not, we can do that. Submit stuff to I, Amazon, and they'll sell yeah. it for you, and it may be linked to something like that. And or I think Google Bandcamp Play may do a good idea. Ban- yeah, Bandcamp's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a really good idea. idea. Yeah, we'll get to work on but, it, or you guys will, I guess. Sorry to interrupt, but isn't there isn't there a fun setup that Heather set up for Kenneth? Yeah, I know. I know Mariano posted it too. Uh, we were talking about that earlier, uh, Kevin. Um, I said I was going to uh, uh, get that information to Nick, and he's going to put it on the 10K Media site and on the Musical Osmosis site as well um, to get that word out as well. So um, definitely, like I was telling Nick, I said, uh, I said that young man has a lot of people in this corner, and uh, um, uh, he's a bright kid, really bright kid. And, uh, yeah, so he has a lot of people, uh, that have his back. All right. True enough. Let's get Dorsey in here. Andy, are you with us? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to make a statement and then kind of like jump off of here. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, dude. (laughs) What's up, bro? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Uh, you know, I mean, I was just going to say, uh, that, uh, Dave was like a brother to me, and um, and for the audience, you played in Onus as well. You were the bass player and played with Dave for years. Yeah. Okay, I was just um, setting you up so everybody knew who you were. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know he's uh, he's just going to be missed, and um, you know it's just a little too soon, I guess. I don't know. I'm just not really. Um, you know, feeling comfortable, like, uh, talking about this, you know, especially like in this kind of format right now. So, you know, I just, you know, I called cause, uh, you know, I, 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 I was, a, I thought that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it was important. Right on. Uh, man, you, hey, you gave a great speech table, at man. the, uh, huh? you gave a great speech at the memorial, man. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of had really sunk in. You know, he, uh, you know, we drank a lot of beers together, and, uh, you know, he, he spent the night at my house, I spent the night at his house. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just going to be missed, so. Uh, yeah, we shop around birthday parties at his house. <laughs> we yeah. shop around, there's own and chaperoning Heather's uh, birthday parties. And, and, I remember <laughs> the one birthday party that um, Dave had and like um, everybody's like, don't bring Pat Sheehan. He'll get drunk and he'll ruin it. And Pat was like indignant. He's like, oh, I will not get drunk and ruin this party. And the whole party like over days are like, you want a beer? He's like, nope, I'm not drinking a beer. I'm not ruining this party. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, we, we spent a lot of time at that house, man. Uh, between uh, Dave's house and my folks' house, man, there was a lot of uh, beer drinking and food eating, um, <laughs> cigarette smoking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was good, good times, man. Right on. Uh, speak, speaking of that house, I mean, him and his dad built that, right? Yeah, yeah. Built that house on the ground oh, up, man. Yeah, I don't know if you guys had mentioned that earlier or not, but besides being just a phenomenal guitar player, him and his dad were great woodworkers. And uh, yeah. shameless plug, I, I build uh, cabinets for an amp company called VVT in Waldorf, and uh, yeah. I wouldn't be doing that today if it weren't for Dave. Wow. Uh, yeah, he. I, I had the idea when I got the job to ask Dave to be my partner. And uh, we ended up starting the business down at my brother's house in Leonardtown. And uh, okay. man, I learned a lot from that guy. Yeah, you did. Yep. Uh, and I, so not to get uh, too um, deep here, do you think Dave realized how many lives he touched? Or do you think he was so in the throes of addiction, none of that even registered? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a tough one to answer, man. Uh, yeah. Because like I said, I haven't talked to Dave for 15 years. So I, the guy that you guys are talking about towards the end is not the guy that I knew. How so? 
because when you know when I knew him, I'm sure he was more Dave like than he was towards the end. So I wasn't around those last 15 years to see him kind of disappear from the music scene and and have his issues. Oh right. Well, I mean, I think his self esteem got lower and lower as his addiction grew. Yeah. And like you said before, I mean, what you know, what goes on in that addiction? Uh, I'm sure you don't care after a while how many lives you're you're hurting. Can someone hear me? Yeah, we can Hello? all. Oh, I just called the number. Heather, Dave's little sister, is on the phone. Hey. Hey, am, I, hey. am I am I am I like on the radio? Yeah, you are on the radio. This is I've been on the radio before. <laughs> I was listening. This is kind of cool. I could definitely I'm... share some stories and answer questions. I have oh. Kurt here with me too. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: all, uh, all the kids are in bed, and yeah. Well, I'm putting you on speaker. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let me ask you this, and this will kind of um, start us off here because you probably know Dave weller than anyone what is one story that you would want to tell to tell people who dave knight was oh lord (laughs) (laughs) one story that comes to mind um first time on radio let's put you on the spot hey you know it's not like he's he's gonna get angry with me um when he was really little he used to hold his poos and he would then wipe them on trees <laughs> Sum that up. That's not no. what I was expecting for where you were going to go with this. <laughs> on, on that note, we could end this right now. <laughs> now my brother was. Um, no, my brother was awesome. He unfortunately addiction really changed him, and yeah. I didn't recognize the person that he was anymore. But. David would extend um, his hand to anybody who needed it. Um, And you're talking about that bullshit 15 years ago. He wouldn't have cared. Um, If you guys saw each other, he just would have been like, hey, man, what's up? You know, catching up. I mean, you know, David was just, he was sweet. He had the biggest heart of anybody I know. Um, He was just like a big bear, you know, with this hugely just godly talent, you know, musical talent. Um, but, and he was funny. I mean, you know, David and I would, (laughs) and we would make up songs. We, you know, if reading rainbow, like came on and I'd get really excited. And then David, you know, we would just start making up songs and, and we had one and it was wheels and we had a dance and, you know, it was just, he was fun. He was a really fun person to be around. So where did it all go wrong? Do you think like what led him down this dark and twisted road? Well, I think everybody uh, knows. I really would prefer not to say, um, but we'll just say that um, he took someone's hand and they led him down a really dark path and, and dug himself a hole where, unfortunately, he just couldn't get out. Couldn't get out. Hey, yeah. Heather, if, I, know there's, I know there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this or are listening to this. Yeah. What would you tell, what would you tell them as a sibling uh, of a person that, went through this struggle, what would you tell somebody? What comes from the heart? And I, and I know you, and I know everything comes from the heart. So what would you tell um, anybody might... who is struggling with somebody, a loved one, or, you know, anybody that you, you know is struggling with addiction, um, educate yourself. You know, there's Al-Anon meetings that you can go to because, you know, the addiction, even the person that's addicted it has that ripple effect and it affects everyone in a family. And um, if you can just get yourself educated and hopefully be able to help that person, you know, and try to get them sober. But unfortunately, um, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but the, you know, the sobriety rate's about 70% um, going the other way. So, you know, you just, just be strong. That's all I can say. It's really difficult. Did you kind of feel like this was coming? If this isn't getting too personal, like was this? Oh, no, a... no. It's, I'm an open book. No. Um, it, no. I mean, when you live this type of lifestyle, unfortunately, this is the result. Um, and you know, no, you don't. I mean, I could sit here all day and say, yeah, eventually, David, you keep doing this, you're going to die. But did I expect to get a phone call and say, yes, he's dead? No. 
that I mean that was that was shocking. And telling his little man was probably the absolute hardest thing that I've ever done. I bet. But, you know, we we did the life celebration. It was beautiful. We celebrated yeah. him in such a just an uplifting way. And, you know, Kenneth got to hear some really cool stories and, you know, um, just learn some things about his dad that he never knew. And, you know, and it actually even today, like we were eating dinner and he was talking about how last night he was having a hard time sleeping. And so he put his earbuds in and listened to, to music. And I said, you know, you know who used to do that? And he goes, who? I said, your dad. And mm-hmm. really? And I said, yeah. I said, I could never do that. I, I would look at David and I'd be like, I don't know how you can sleep like that. I need silence. And Ken's like, no, it calms me. And I said, that's what your dad said. So it was just really cool, you know, little things like that that make, makes Kenneth feel really special, you know, to kind of have that different connection with his dad. Wow. Yeah. He's a bright he's a bright young man, man. I, I absolutely uh um He is uh bright. that's speech is calling. Um no, he is he's incredible. He is a yeah. wonderful little boy. He's so he bright, is. so sweet. He is sweet. He is so sweet. <laughs> more than any child has ever had to go through and he just takes it all in stride. I mean, he's amazing. Hey Heather, it's Susan. I'm jumping in on this conversation. <laughs> Hi, babe. I, I, know, I, I, I want to hug everyone. <laughs> Hi, Susan. radio virtual world. This is Susan. Susan Norman who? in another room. <laughs> Susan Norman. Susan, yeah, I, I can't know, believe it. How you doing? Watching the kids. Don't talk. I'm, no, okay. <laughs> I'm technically not watching the kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is powerful stuff you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us a Dave story as everyone is sharing on here, Susan? How do you remember Dave? Um, I was the girl that Dave complained about for a good five years, most of my high school, because we were in a tumultuous and big love kind of love. She was my big sister. She would sit with me while all you guys were, like, trying to hang out, and I wanted to bust in and be cool, and she was the one that would hang with me and teach me heart chains and teach me Lisa Loeb, (laughs) which I can totally recite without music, and I'm not going to, but I can. And, and they hated um, that. <laughs> you know, but I'm sure you have some fun stories. I actually made a mobile of Odell's head when I was in photography oh. class. Yeah. Nice. I think did. Well, I think here's the important question, Susan. How long did it take Heather to become cool? She was instantly, instantly the second I met her. Nine years old, cool. Wow. Yeah, that's a cool family. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've been asking everybody to kind of sum Dave up in one story. What is the story that sticks out the most in your mind, Susan? Well, I have good stories and bad stories. Um, well, let's think, have a good one because we've kind yeah. of got a depressing road let's, here. Well, I think he had incredibly, incredible raw talent. Um, yes, I can. Um, I remember um, early evening serenades at, in the pit before uh, – oh, that's also – Oh, the windy road we weave. Um, <laughs> I think they've had purpose. You talked about that earlier, Nick. And yes. did he know? But I, he changed. He, um, I'm very grateful for him and the uh, the path it took me. So with Heather and their family and Odell, I saw the cat went out. And by the way, Nation and Odell, our cat is outside. Um, <laughs> but... What was your question? <laughs> We're all getting long-winded. I'm just moments, kind of but... asking one story, one happy story that you can remember. Oh, if you had to sum him up in one story. Sure. I'm sure all the fellows are going to talk about um, Guardian Comments and Recess Fest. And I always felt like he was playing music. He was in his element. Um, he was definitely in the life of the party. So partying was always fun mm-hmm. to save the night. Um, spending time with his family. Um, I have a lot of good memories. He taught me how to drive stick at 15. Nice. I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. He had a big heart. I think when Heather said, said that, it hit the nail on the head. Like, addiction is a terrible disease, and, you know, we all have our, our demons. So, but Kenneth is, you know, the blessing in all of it because he's crazy amazing. Such yeah. a strong little, what, nine year old? 
Odell, yeah. I said last week that I would stack Dave up, maybe not against the top, top tier like a Joe Satriani or Stephen Vai, but I would definitely stack him up against any guitarist in any famous band, like any uh, oh, yeah. Pearl Jam's guitarist. You know, I said George Lynch last week, like anybody like that. Yep. When did yep. it first hit you, like playing with them? When were you like, man, this guy is something special, like music wise? Like, when did that hit you? Did you know from the first jam session or the first, what, when did it really hit you? Like, this guy is just phenomenal. He has a gift. He is a gifted, not just a good guitarist or a great guitarist, but a fucking gifted guitarist. I, I, I the first time for me was the, was the very first practice. It was like we, we had a slew of songs and, um, and uh, like left out. We had a few other ones that we were already sort of playing. Oh yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, and um, she just came in and just added this whole other dynamic to it, and it was just like, holy moly! Like I was getting, it was like, you know, Serge and I were like looking at each other, and Andy, and we would just be like, you hear that? Did you just see that? Did you, you know? And um, was it and, intimidating? And, were you like, how are we going to keep up with this guy? I was, I was, no, they I were was all little... talented. They were all crazy talented. Oh, I know. I've played with them, but Dave was out <laughs> was, of the stratosphere. I, yeah, I was, I was, I was intimidated because out of all of them, I was probably the least experienced. I know me and Serge were. I know it pushed. It definitely pushed uh, Serge and myself because um, uh, Serge started. Uh, it, it freed him up more as far as writing uh, different types of songs. Um, and as a rhythm guitarist, he, he really was um, really focused on, he's like, man, I got to, you know, get my chops up there because of, of, of Dave. Andy, Andy, you know, as, 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 as quiet and as, you know, uh, uh, as Andy is, Andy, like I, I tell him all the time and, and I tell people, I was like, I've been fortunate enough to play with arguably three of the best artists ever. And I don't, you know, I'll put them up against anybody. I, I, I will put Serge up as a songwriter. As a, as a vocalist, as a rhythm guitarist against anybody. I'll put Dave up against anybody, and I sure as heck will put Andy up against anybody as far as playing bass. And I've been, for, yes. yeah, me playing drums, I was like the least experienced dude. I, you know, I didn't take lessons. I didn't do any of that stuff. But it forced me to get better. It forced me to practice more. It forced me to, you know, to be willing to play in other bands. When, you know, when we split up, like, you know, I, I played with you guys. I was playing at my church. Um, any, you know, I was playing on friends' albums, stuff like that, and I took lessons later on. So, is so it that, fair to you know, say you wouldn't be the musician you were today if it wasn't for Dave Knight? No, not at all, not at all. Because I know, like, you know, after a while, it's like, man, the drum is sort of stuck, man. I, I, you know, y'all might need to look into it. I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> I, I definitely practiced, and so, but then after a while, you know, we were, you know, playing together and practicing together, so it was almost like. I knew what Dave was going to do, or I knew what Andy was going to do, or I knew what Serge was going to do because we were so tight that, um, you know, it just clicked. And there would be times where we would hit something at the same time, and Dave would be the first one looking back at you like, yeah, man, that was it. That was it. You know, he would give you that look. So uh, uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was a great time. Right and on. I, I would agree, David was completely in his element when he was playing music. I don't think yeah. he was ever happier or at peace when he, you know, when he was up there and playing for people and being able to share his talent with everybody. And I, I even growing up, like my friends would be like, Oh man, that's Dave. It's the best guitar player I know. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, <laughs> okay. And, you know, play something, play something. And, you know, and then David would be like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. I don't have any musical talent. Guys. Didn't hit me at all. Yeah. <laughs> Let me interject here real quick. These, you're getting messages. Go ahead and read them on the air because we're getting messages on the switchboard. Sure. Ginger Marcus happens to say, and I can quote her on this, that she attended one band practice and it changed the way she listened to music forever. And we also had another person say that they have never heard Onus before today, but they're absolutely amazed. That's oh, nice wow. here, I guess. Yeah. For you guys, absolutely. Amazing. Well, it got, I mean, Nick, it got to the point where, you know, we would practice and a couple people would come over, but, you know, people would come in and, and they would want to entertain them. Now we were like, okay, look, we need to practice our song. And if that means no one comes <laughs> so we would basically be like, be like, okay. You know, nobody's coming over to practice. And they would be over there just like wailing away. And we'd be like, 
all right, let's get back to the song. Let's get back to the song. You know, we got to practice the song. You know, but oh, we, yeah. like, we used to make, we used to tease them all the time because we were like, I was like, you know, Serge would be like, you're the only dude I know that could curse this out with the guitar. Like, we would say something and he would be like, fine. And he would start wailing something. It was like, okay. And he just cursed this out in, in guitar, if that was the language. Well, I, I know. told this story last week <laughs> that Jason Taylor used to give him shit for that, like always out there in the middle playing. And he actually took this black and white picture of Dave, like this really stoic picture of Dave, a black and white that April took, and he pasted it to his guitar. And then <laughs> and when we played shows together, Dave's like, what am I doing on your guitar? He's like, well, you've got the musical chops. And he was kind of giving him shit, not in a mean way. But he was just kind of giving them shit. And that's the one thing I always remember about those guys, like when we were playing on, you know, playing shows and stuff together. Yes, Listen, yes. we've got Kevin and Mark on the line. And I don't want to get this um, switchboard too clogged up. So I'm going to have to let Heather and Susan go. Susan, on your way out the door, just um, give us some last words about Dave. What you'd want to say to him if you saw him one more time or one more story or whatever. Okay, oh, I guess we lost Susan. Is Heather with us? Yeah. I. I love you. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, right. thank you guys for letting me talk. Yeah, yeah. I no, thank you. Doing them um, justice. Thank you for coming and calling us. That's, that, seriously, I, I so appreciate it. Oh, of course. And I'll yeah. talk to you guys later. All, All right, right. Before we get um, Kevin and Mark right. back in, why don't you play another Dave clip, D? Of course. Because when I first, when we first got here, it was like, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like, what is I was here? like, what? What am I going to do now? <laughs> then um, we started playing, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had a really good time. We met a lot of really good people, and and, and you know, met a lot of really good bands. We're and, definitely coming back. Yeah, definitely, definitely coming, coming back. Yeah, this is a cool spot. Nice. All right, we got Kevin on the line, and we've got Mark joining us. Mark, what is up? What's up, guys? How's it going? I missed out. Hey, bro. I haven't heard, I haven't, I haven't heard that voice. I haven't heard you, your guys' voice in a long time either, man. That's all you guys. Yeah, man. It's good yeah, to hear you, bro. Shame this has Thanks. to be the um, proponent of our reunion, but why don't you go ahead and share a Dave story as everybody's doing this evening? Well, I was lucky enough to live with Dave for almost two years uh, with Scott Harsha. And this so was, was in Southern years. Maryland? This was in Waldorf in uh, Carrington. And okay. uh, all the three of us all played in the band together, so it was kind of like we would just go to work, come home, the practice space was in the garage, and we would just play all night, drink beer, you know, hang out. Uh, I remember one night uh, we had like a little get get together, had some people over, and uh, we were going to bed. Like my bedroom was next to his, and me and my girlfriend time was on the bed, and I shut the door. And we get in the bed. Like five minutes later, I hear and see Dave Knight fall through my door with a glass to his ear trying to listen into the bedroom but I guess the door wasn't but they clicked all the way so he just fell in <laughs> wow <laughs> Dave Knight what are you doing in my bedroom he's like oh man oh shit okay now that's classic Dave <laughs> that sounds like Dave <laughs> Falling through my door. Oh my gosh. Kevin, are you back with us? I am. I just kind of called back to listen to the show. It was so fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, great. Alright, music great. stories. Why don't everybody tell me um your favorite playing with Dave story, either at a practice or a show? Odell, start us off. Oh wow. Um I think the the where were we? It was in Salisbury. It was at um, Ian Ian um, Bell Fury Bell Fury's house in Salisbury. It was it was, it was one of the parties, uh, but we uh, happened to play in his basement. Once and, again, we could do a whole a whole segment on shows and stuff. But it was in his basement. And this place was packed, and it was like I think actually West was playing with us too um, at the time, and it was Dave, yeah, it was Dave Serge, Andy West, and myself. Town on the eastern shore, just to kind of yeah, set the yeah. mood. Yeah, in Salisbury, it's Salisbury, and and in that, in that old house that they had over there. Uh, but we played in the bay. It was like a basement party, and um, it, it it was just great. It was like everybody was around you, like over top of you, literally. And we just we were on that night. And I remember just like the last couple songs. We of course we did like elbow macaroni and and, and stuff like that. But it just it was just. 
everybody was hitting at the same time. And it was really, I mean, I mean, it was so good that we like hugged each other when we were done playing. Like, <laughs> that's how good it was. <laughs> so that, that, I, I'll always remember that. Yeah, those are some memorable parties. Mark, favorite playing music with Dave's story. So there's a you know, lot of good playing stories, but this one was supposed to be a show. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Odell. I think he uh, booked the show for Mace uh, Onus up in uh, Baltimore. How bad he's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a way to Yeah, yep, I remember that, yep. And we get there, and I guess it was double booked. Um, so we're like, all right, well, we're up in Baltimore, and like, I think Dave, Scott, I can't remember who else from you know the three bands that came up there, decided to go to the block. We're like, all right, we're already up here. Let's go to the block. And the block is, you know, you know where all the scriptures are. So we go in, and we're like in this, this little place, and then it's uh, this girl starts talking to Dave, you know, one of the strippers. And then it's, I'm sitting next to her, and then he's sitting next to her as well. So she's in between us. And so like, he's all talking to her, and she's like, will you buy me a drink? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll buy you a drink. And, He's all getting excited and, you know, oh, you want to buy me another one? So Dave was like spent hundred bucks buying his, this girl drinks. <laughs> and I just remember him being so excited, like getting her phone number. You know, at the end of the night, we're leaving. He's like, I got her number. I got her number. I'm like, dude, she's not calling you. No, no, man. She'll call. She'll call. She never called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could have told you how that story was going to end. Kevin. <laughs> Oh, at the same gosh. time, that girl's rough, rubbing my legs. So basically, Dave paid for a little bit of my thrill. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we've said on the show several times, he had a big heart. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Good time. All right, well, yeah. we're going to wrap this up here in a second. Kevin, why don't you give us your favorite playing music with Dave's story? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I was never in a band with Dave, but... I'm going to go back to Ian Belfleury's house, and uh, I think I had, I was playing with uh, Worldwide Three, of course, and um, I broke a string, and he was gracious enough to lend me his Les Paul Deluxe that I had been eyeballing all night, and like I didn't know the guy that well, and uh, that was just that was awesome. But any time I got to play with Dave was phenomenal for me because I could learn something, you know. So I don't yeah. know, just going over his mom's house was fun playing acoustics at my brother's house or something like that. I mean, the guy was amazing, and uh, I'm glad I got a chance to play with him. Let me yeah, get an man. opinion here. If he didn't go down the road he went down, and he consistently played music over this last 15 years, do you think he would have been the one that would have made it out of Waldorf and we'd be, like, downloading his shit today? Because he had the talent. Uh, that's tough. I mean, I mean I don't he, know definitely the, he definitely had the talent. Uh yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one, man. Mark, go ahead. Well, I mean, he, like we all say, he definitely has a talent. But I think, you know, these days, it's not really if you have the talent or not. It's just kind of in the right situation. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, he could have he could have made a living doing it. He could have been a working musician. Like, you know, making it, that's that's a crapshoot. you got to be in the right place at the right time, really. Yeah, yep. Yep. that is true. Very, very true. All right, let's go around one more time. If um, Any last words to Dave? Any last words about Dave? And then we're going to play some uh, more onus on the way out the door. And um, I'll let Odell go last because I actually want to mention again if we can get something set up as far as you guys' music, selling it and the proceeds going to Kenneth. But, Mark, um, last words to Dave or about Dave? Uh, I miss him. Uh, I wanted to come back for the ceremony um but just couldn't make it back but uh yeah i remember when he had that that gray panel van just cruising around <laughs> the neighborhood in carrington opening yeah, the door. And, but, yeah so yeah i just miss uh, the guy i haven't talked to him you know in the most recent years but yeah great guy would do anything for anybody all righty well thank you for calling in mark let's move on yeah, to bro. kevin see you guys bye see ya Kevin, last words to Dave. Last words to Dave. If he were standing right in front of me, I'd say, man, I love you, and I miss you. You had the biggest heart, and, uh, I, you know, I know your son's going to be a hell of a dude. He already is, and uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, miss you, man. That's about it. All righty. Um, thanks for calling in, Kevin. Right on. See you guys. Thanks, Kevin.
Odell, what can we do to get um some music up online like that um, listener had suggested? Cause I think that's a brilliant suggestion. That is. Um, I, man, um, I'm going to have to look into it. Um, D, you can help least... out with this, right? Because you put even Steven up on Amazon. I can. I will absolutely yeah. see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And I know once it gets out there, it's out there. Because I know with the following one, we put that stuff up on um, like iTunes. And then, you know, I haven't been in that band since 2007. And I still look at, you know, I can go to Google Play and that stuff is there. I can go to all these different sites and our stuff is there to order. So I think once it's out there, it's glad. But that would, that would be uh, tremendous um, if we could link it somehow to... Um, the Kenneth fun. I think that would be something really tremendous to do. Yeah, and it's a way to make some good out of this situation, right? Get the music out there that otherwise probably wouldn't have got out there. Get some proceeds in to help Kenneth, and I think it's a way to kind of put some kind of positive on this horrible situation. Yeah, yeah, and and, and the thing is, is that you know Kenneth, you know, will always you know have the the, the, the music. Fortunately, have the, the interview. Um, and hear his bad voice. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's definitely uh, very positive. Oh, speaking of interview, we got, don't, hang on with us one more moment, Odell. Why don't you play that last short interview, D, so we don't miss anything? Uh, shoot, I'd like to give a shout out to my parents, man. I mean, both of them, I love them very much. I'm glad, to, I'm glad, to, really, I'm really glad that, you know, they, my dad drove this into my head. When I was growing up, my father was like, boy, you're going to learn how to play guitar. And I was like, no, I want to play. I want to play baseball. I want to go ride my bike. No, <laughs> no. So you, must play. <laughs> you have to play. And so, I was always, I was always interested, and in I always messed around with it. But uh, he drilled it into my head. Then I started going to school, and you know, got into that clique, and took lessons, and studied. And now I still can't play. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know. And that was Dave. I think uh, that that's Dave. a perfect ending. All righty. Yeah, that was Dave. I'll just put you on the spot like everyone else. Last words to Dave Knight, and we'll wrap this show up. Oh, man. Um, I, I would just tell him that, you know, uh, I love him. Um, I miss him. Um, I'm sorry that I got on him a few times. Just I did it out of love. Uh, you know, I, 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 it, it hurt. Uh, you know, I wish he was here. Uh, but, you know, just like it's back of Kevin's, you know, sentiments, um, you know, he has a wonderful family. Um, Kenneth has a wonderful family, and um, we'll do. I promise. I promise that kid that we'll do anything and everything we can to make sure that uh, he, you know, he gets what he needs. And 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 uh, yeah. So. Well stated. Um, just an editorial note here. We usually get these musical osmosis up the next day. However, we're trying to convert some VHS of Onus and Dave over to DVD so we can get it up on the archive. And I'm going to dig through my photo albums because as Odell knows, I've got well (laughs) over 50 photo albums filled with pictures from those days. Um, So I'm going to have to try to use the scanner like the old days before digital cameras and scan in some of these pictures and really put like a nice memorial archive up. So it might be Monday or Tuesday before we get this up on archive, but it is coming. That's awesome. And I'll oh. see what I can do and, and stay, you know, well, we're, we're always in touch, but um, see what we can do to get the music up there and see if we can get those proceeds to go to uh, to Kenneth's uh, fund. Yeah, let's definitely do that. And, and let's yeah. have everybody pull together, um, try to pull some good out of this and turn on a lot more people to own us because, once again, that was a band. I mean, I feel like you guys were cheated, honestly, not making it because you guys had more talent. I mean, we even Steven had the less amount of talent. I mean, Dionic, Onus, Worldwide 3, when you think of all the talent, and then we're running around on stage with blow-up dolls acting like fucking idiots. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys definitely should have made it out, out of Waldorf. You had music, especially your music was easily accessible. Anybody could listen to it. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, right, let's... Was, yeah, go ahead, Odell. No, no, it, yeah, it, you know, but I, I'm... So blessed and and, and, and and so happy that I was able to, to experience what we experienced, um, you know, and own it with everybody else. It's, you know, it's something that not everybody can say they've done and uh, continue to do because a lot of these guys are still playing. And when we get together, we still play. So it's fun. 
yeah, we'll have to do a Waldorf episode and kind of like that lineage of all the music that came out of Waldorf and all the different people went into different bands. Yeah. I tried to make a float yeah. start once and I like I turned it to like the guy from Shine or Pie. Like, I was like, no, but I, but Andy played in this band who played in this band who was an undermine who played for even Steven. Like it was just fucking impossible to make a flow chart. <laughs> Of all the different <laughs> bands we're all interchangeable in. But there's a beautiful story there, man. And I think we did experience something like that 98% of this planet has. It. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we we kept a lot of kids and, and people going, man, doing that too. Uh, but, you know, the comic book store shows, man, they were on Sunday nights. They weren't on, like, Saturday afternoon or whatever. They were Sunday evenings, and those things would be packed to the hill in that little corner of that shopping center. And, you know, so I, I think... You know, I, I remember going through, you know, the mall a few times and, and, and people just, hey, man, was that your show? Or, hey, what are y'all playing again? And stuff like that. So it definitely had an impact on people. Definitely had an impact on people. True enough. I've, I've got a fire lit under my ass now to set this up, to help you guys set this up for Dave and to put together a Waldorf episode. All right, let's end there. We're going to play some FX, which is another Onus song off your album. Wait, what was it? I don't have it handy. Death by Design, right, was the name of the album? Yeah, yep. Okay, yep. hoping I was remembering that correctly. I still have the CD, but I didn't remember awesome. the name of it. But let's play some FX off of Death by Design. Thank you so much for sharing today, Odell. I know this was a difficult episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you for doing this, man. Thank you. I'm glad we could get this together, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, D, um, we're going to wrap it up. Next week, we're going to have, actually, Odell, who are we having on next week? You know more about Edward Spann than I do. Oh, uh, yeah, we're having another uh, a member, a friend of ours that you know, was around in the comic book days, uh, Mr. Uh, Edward Nigma, uh, Edward as is, if you will, uh, the drop lockers. So, uh, they're a DC hip hop group. Uh, actually, I think they just came back from Brooklyn. Um, they did a, con- a festival last week. So, um, they just released an album. So it should be good. It should be a good time. Right on. And then two weeks after that, Goblin. Yeah. A little bit early Woo-hoo. for Halloween, but I'm always right. glad to have Goblin on. No matter what time of year, I'm glad that (laughs) they're coming on. We haven't had them on before, but I'm glad that they agreed to do it. All righty, guys. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep an eye on our archive page, and we will definitely have Dave information up there on the archive, everything you guys need, and hopefully a lot of media and pictures up there as well. I'll see what I can put together in my insane schedule. You ready, Dave? All right, partner. All righty. Good night. Good night, man.